Welcome to Midnight Convos Podcast with your girl Tiffany Cole. Make sure you connect with me on Facebook, Tiffany Cole. Holler at me and follow me on Twitter, our Queen Tiffany, and follow the pod at underscore Midnight Convos. And if you have any suggestions for the show, you have any ideas, you want to guest host, make sure you email me at midnightconvos247 at gmail.com. Hey, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. This is convo number 11, convo number 11. So if you miss any of our previous convos, make sure you go and check them out on either SoundCloud or iTunes. And while you're checking them out, make sure you rate, you review, and you subscribe. A five-star rating always, you know, it don't hurt nobody. Just give us a five-star review. Don't hurt nobody. And I appreciate you checking the show out, the pod out every week. Every week you're showing love. I see every time I check the stats, I appreciate the fact that people are checking the show out. I appreciate and I'm humbled that people are checking out the show. It's growing. I see people are checking out in different cities. I see people in different countries and I'm just like, oh, Wow, that's a beautiful, humbling experience to see. So thank you so much. Want to take a few seconds just to show love to all the different podcasts out there that's doing their thing. Shout outs to Arroz Chicken. I know I can't really roll my tongue the way, you know, people that speak Spanish do. But I just want to shout out Arroz Chicken. My boy Jamie, we did a little show together, a pod. It was a lighthearted nice little pod just talking football um I know a little bit about the game he knows a little less than me so it was so it was funny to have the back and forth banter you know football life and just everyday shit that we talked about so shout outs to Arosh Chicken and make sure you check out that pod that me and him did together and check out all of his pods Jamie and Evelina of Arosh Chica. Make sure you check them out. And shout out to everybody. I mean, everybody's doing their thing every day. I discover different pods and it's amazing that there's so many different talented people that have creative ideas. They have different perspectives and they can paint a picture and, and tell a story. So shout outs to everyone that's doing their thing. Um, my week has been so good. I really can't complain about anything. There's one thing that I can't complain about that I will definitely discuss later on, but for the most part, I had a really good week. So hopefully your week has been good to you. Monday starts the new work week, the new grind, and I'm up for it because the holidays are right around the corner and I appreciate the holiday time. It's a time for me to just reflect on all the things that I am so appreciative and I'm blessed to have. I have a family, I have my health, I'm able to do things with my family. I'm able to travel the world. You know, we complain about some things that we don't have, but when you really look and put things in perspective, it's like you're so, you have so much. You have abundance of beautiful blessings. So no complaints for me at all this week. Besides that one that we're definitely going to talk about. With that being said, China and Black Rob had their baby. Did you know that? Yes, they had their baby. They brought their bundle of joy into the world. Her name is Dream Kardashian. And I'm happy for them. Like, there's nothing better than creating life, especially from a union in which you're happy with. 
You're happy that you found someone that completes you. They're engaged. They have a show. And now they created this baby. Now there's another baby Kardashian. Now, obviously having a baby is a blessing, but when a baby comes in that family, it's always something to think about because I always wonder about Kris Jenner and how she's going to monetize this situation. Now, Rob and Black China, they currently have a show on E. Now with this baby being in the mix, are they going to have a special on E? The delivery? The special, the baby coming. So I know Kris Jenna is monetizing this situation, which is kind of sad because some things are just so precious. Some things are so genuine. Some things are so pure that you don't want to put a monetary value on them. But the Kardashians, they make money from doing this, exploiting precious moments. They exploit things. So I'm pretty sure they, they have something in the mix in which they're exploiting this situation. Fuck, Rob is so boring and he has a show and people tune in because of Black China. So, they, so they're exploiting their relationship for a dollar. So why wouldn't they exploit their child and having the baby for a dollar? And what I saw, I think it was this morning I turned on YouTube and they were doing the mannequin challenge. So if you are living under a rock and you don't know what the mannequin challenge is, it's when everyone stays still. They freeze just like a mannequin. And whatever you're doing, whether you're eating, whether you're running, you're jumping, whatever you're doing, you just stay in that pose for seconds, minutes, whatever. So you, you get the point. It's like a mannequin. And they were actually meaning, they meaning Rob, China, Chris, the Kardashian family, Black China and her family, they were in the delivery room. They were in the hospital and they were setting it up and doing the mannequin challenge. So, so you have Black China on a hospital bed. You have Kris Jenner right behind her. You have her, Kris Jenner's boyfriend taking a picture. Black China's mom on the right side of her, you know, holding her hand. And you got Rob at the bottom, like catching the baby. And it's like, oh my God, this is so... This is supposed to be a sacred moment. And we have a video showing that they're doing a mannequin challenge during this precious moment. So that's why I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to exploit the fuck out of this situation. I have no doubt in my mind. And just to stay on the mannequin challenge, I am so fucking tired of this mannequin challenge, right? I understand that it's fun. It's something to do. And it's, Everybody's doing it. I mean, everybody. I saw celebrities. Many people, rich, young, old, are doing it. And some of them I actually find entertaining. They had four-year-olds, pre-K kids doing it. And it was so cute to, to see these little kids trying to be still. They really couldn't do it. But you get the gist. You had celebrities doing it. I saw Hillary Clinton do it. I saw a lot of people doing it. But the thing that gets me is that there's always a fucking challenge. Tomorrow there will be another challenge. And these young kids, they get so excited about these challenges and you see a million of them. You see a million and five. And some of them are fucking creative, very much so. Like they really put thought and effort into making this mannequin challenge and with the hopes of it going viral. The only problem issue that I have is that why don't we give our children a different challenge? Why don't we challenge them to read a fucking book? 
How about you read a book? How about you go to school? How about you get straight A's? So if we put so much effort into education or doing something positive or doing something that has value or substance, we will be in a better space with our youth. But, but so much attention is given to this mannequin challenge and there's not enough people, young people, doing shit that, that means something. Challenge them to read a book. Because if you challenge a teenager right now to, to read a book, they don't have no interest, no effort, or they fucking can't read. There's so many students that I know, young kids that can't read a lick. Or they don't read on grade level. And I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. I love this challenge to a degree. But but let's put things in perspective. If we could challenge them to a mannequin challenge, let's challenge them for other things. Right? Things that mean something. I wish that these young students showed more interest in their studies. I wish they showed more interest in their education. Obviously, I'm not talking about the whole but there are a lot of students that can care two shits about a book, could care two shits about going to school. They're being raised by Wheezy. They're being raised by young Gotti and young Uzi and whoever, the motherfucker with beads in his head. So give them a worthwhile challenge. If you're going to give them the mannequin challenge, give them something else too. Give them a balance. That's all I'm saying. A balance would do them well. All right. Make sure you connect with me on Facebook, Tiffany Nicole. Make sure you holler at me and follow me on Twitter, our queen Tiffany and follow the pod at underscore midnight convos and email me at midnight convos 24 seven at gmail.com. This is convo number 11. If you missed any of our previous convos, check them out on SoundCloud or iTunes and tell a friend, tell a friend, then have that friend tell two friends about the podcast and check it out. Comment on SoundCloud. Let me know what you think. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Hey, I'm not right all the time. It's just my opinion. It's just my convo. Listen, I saw a video that had me just shaking my head, right? Because these educators, right? I talked about bad educators and this can be filed under bad educators, but I understand Now, there was a situation where the student in a classroom was acting so out of control with the mouth, with utter disrespect towards the students, towards education, towards the teacher. Just had no regard for authority figures and could no one do anything about it. So the teacher ended up beating a child like getting his belt and whooping the shit out of the child now no one agrees putting your hands on a student is the right thing to do but what I'm saying is that some of these students are so fucking unruly so it's like what else do you do he deserves an ass whooping you may not be the one that should be given an ass whooping but It's like sometimes these educators, they feel that their hands are tied because there's no foundation, there's no support from the house, from their parents, the mother, the father. There's no support. 
right? And nine times out of 10, when there's an issue with a student, the student brings their mother and a father and the mother and father come in with guns blazing at the teacher. Instead of hearing and kind of understanding what the student is doing and making that child, their child take responsibility for their actions and their wrongdoing, the parents come to the schools going off on the teachers. And I know this personally. So it's amazing to me. So you send these kids off to school that have no interest and they, they fuck up the learning atmosphere, the environment for other students. So as a teacher, you not only have to reach the students that want to learn, but you have to still try to spark and engage the kids that have no interest with learning. So it can, it kind of puts you in a tight bind. And you're restricted. So you have a student that comes into your class that's cursing, that's disrespectful, that don't want to learn, that are threatening other students and, and actually threatening you as the adult, as the adult, as the teacher, as the authority figure. So what do you do? Now, I'm not telling you it's right to put your hands on any student, any child. It is absolutely wrong. But I understand. I understand. That child needed his ass whooped. That boy needed his ass whoop. It should have came from his mother. It should have came from his father. But you get my point. You get my drift. Right? You, you, we send these kids to school with no fucking home training and you expect them to learn in school. It's not going to happen. These teachers are educators. They're not, not miracle workers. So I, I have a problem with it being a person that worked in a school system. I know how some unruly children are and some of them you can reach and some of them are just so far out there. They couldn't care less. There's no, no, there's no bringing them back. Right. But that's, it's a small few. It's not a whole, it, it's a small group of kids. The percentage is so small because most of the students you can reach, you can reach them. If you are consistent, you show that you care, you show that they matter, their life matter. Teaching them is a priority. They will get that. They will understand that and they will gravitate to that. But some of these students, oh my God. So this, this, this video showed this teacher whooping his child's ass and more than likely he will be fired for his actions as he should. But I'm not saying it's right, but I definitely understand. <laughs> I definitely understand. So what are we doing as parents to prepare our students so that when they come to school, they're prepared to learn and they're not distracted by the outside world and they're just focused in on their education? How do we make education a primary focus for our youth? And it's hard because we may have the best intentions with our children and they are persuaded and swayed by other interests. They're swayed by the goddamn mannequin challenge. Ask any young person the last book that they read for leisure. And many of them can't name a book, but you ask them what the mannequin challenge is and I bet you they can tell you when it started, how many that they completed, how many that they seen, which ones they like, which one they didn't like. They can tell you that shit because that's what they're interested in. Plain and simple. So we got to do better. We have to do better. All right. So Jay-Z. Jay-Z is trying to buy Prince's 
unreleased music. Did you hear about this? He's trying to purchase Prince's The Purple God, his unreleased music. And for the most part, from what I hear, he was shut down by the estate. And the estate is mostly ran by his siblings. He has a half sister and I believe he has a few brothers. And they are the head of his estates. They make sure or make the final say yay or nay or what's going on. And it's funny to me because he didn't have that strong a relationship with these individuals. Like they weren't major factors in his life when he was alive. So now you have people that just because they have the same blood as he does, they they are in a position where they can make decision in regards to his music, his catalog, anything that's Prince related. I'm a little confused why they denied or declined to sell the unreleased music to Jay-Z in title music, because I know that in 2015, Jay-Z and Prince had a deal in place for Prince to release his album hit and run on title. So for whatever reason, maybe it was in, on, in the works. I don't know if it actually came out, but they had a deal in place and title Jay-Z was to give him $750,000 for this music for, for Prince to release hit and run on title. So I'm not sure if it came out or not, but allegedly the state, the family is saying that they never receive those funds. They never received the $750,000. So moving forward, why would they do business with Jay-Z and title when they already experienced some bad business with him? So I don't know if it's true or not, but everybody's going to want their hands on Prince's music, especially unreleased music. His catalog is so long. And for what I understand, he had a vault of music that will last generations. Literally, he recorded so much music that he has so much music to put out. But my thing is this, Prince and Jay-Z had a working relationship. He had music on title already, right? If you think about it and if you really pay attention, Prince does not have a lot of his music on different sites such as Spotify, iTunes, Pandora. Um, for whatever reason, I don't really know the reasoning, maybe because the, the, the rate in which they pay the artist is not sufficient in, in for, for Prince at the time. It wasn't what he wanted. He wanted more. But he had a deal with Tidal in which a lot of his music was actually on Tidal. Now, you might find some songs on Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, but as far as a variety of different songs from his catalog, most of it was on title. So he had some type of rapport relationship with Jay-Z that he trusted Jay-Z would not only pay him what he wanted to be paid, but he will respect the music. Cause that's what it's about. Respect the music and not just abuse the music. So he has some type of relationship with, so I know Jay-Z allegedly offered 40 million for the unreleased music, right? Maybe they wanted more. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't want it in the hands of Jay-Z. I'm not sure, but it's kind of fishy to me. Now, if it wasn't Jay-Z, but it was iTunes that was offering 40 million, would they have took the deal? I don't know. Are they waiting for the highest bidder? 
I don't know. Maybe they don't want to take the first offer that has been offered to them. Maybe they want to see how much they can get that smart business also. So I don't know the reasoning why, but preferably I will want the music to be in the hands of someone that had a relationship with Prince. That's not just in it to make money. Now, obviously, no matter what, anybody that buys the music from Prince Estate, they want to make money off it. Of course, that's a given. But there's a difference between making money off of the music and just simply exploiting the music. So there's two different things that we're talking about. So, you know, whoever gets the music, the unreleased music, hopefully it'll go into good hands and... And as fans, we will get to hear this music. You know, it's unfortunate that Prince has left us. But the beautiful thing is his gift is still with us. So we have all this music that hopefully we will get to hear in the near future. So RIP once again to the purple god Prince. And I hopefully this will all work itself out. Hopefully Jay-Z will get another crack at the apple. Um, Who knows? But hopefully... This will just work itself out. All right. I need you to connect with me on Facebook, Tiffany Nicole. Make sure you connect with me and follow me on Twitter, our Queen Tiffany, and follow the pod at underscore Midnight Convos. And email me at Midnight Convos 24-7 at gmail.com. This is convo number 11. If you missed any of our previous convos, make sure you go and check them out on SoundCloud or iTunes. And do me a favor, just subscribe, rate, and review. You know, leave a five-star review. It, it helps. It helps. It helps. And tell a friend and have that friend tell two friends and have those two friends tell three friends about the podcast. That's how we help this podcast to grow. I appreciate all the support. It really humbles me that people actually listen. So thank you so much for paying attention to this little old pod. I want to talk about the monkey in the room. I wanted to talk about it last because I pray that we're not heading into dark times. And I say that with a heavy heart because as we all know by now, Donald Trump will be our next president. And it's a sad day for me when the results came out because never in my wildest dreams would I have thunk that U.S. citizens would have voted for this man to become president. That's what my rational mind says. But in reality, I saw the signs that he was going to become our future president, our 45th president. You know, when I spoke to different people at work and I saw that he had a lot of support from people, educated people, when I saw that college educated people actually believed in this man, actually had great hope for this man to be our president, I knew something was wrong. When I drove in my car home or to work and I kept seeing different signs of Trump and Pence popping up on people's property. I knew that something was wrong. I knew that there were a lot of people that were heading in that direction, but I still just couldn't see that he would actually put everything together and he would have enough votes to actually win this thing. But let me say this. 
Donald Trump capitalized off the fears of Americans. He capitalized off the fears of Americans. So everything that you feared, whether it was Muslims, whether it was gays, whether it was terrorists, he put gasoline on it. He put gasoline and just kept the fire burning and it just ignited. So he, he, from something that was so small, he just kept dousing it with fire and letting it blow and blow and blow and blow. So people were tired already. They wanted change, right? And the change just happened to be, they were tired of having a black president. Let's keep it real. They were tired of eight years of Barack Obama, our first black president. They was tired of that shit. And they were tired of Barack Obama and everything that he represents. And they damn sure didn't want someone, a candidate, a president that they felt was another Barack Obama or an extension of Barack Obama. They were not going to elect Hillary by any means. They, they, they was tired of having a black fucking president and they definitely didn't want to see a female president. So I don't care what people say. The world is not ready for a female president. The world isn't ready. I have no problem with electing and voting for a female president, which I did. But I think about it as I'm having dialogue with different people. And a lot of men, especially white men, don't want to vote for this white woman. So what are we teaching our kids? Because Donald Trump won this election. We try to teach our kids to have respect, have manners, appreciate other people and their differences, whether gay, straight, different backgrounds, culture, religion. We teach our children to be accepting of all people, not to exclude people, right? We teach our children to be accepting and not exclude anyone. But here we voted for a man that had, has excluded everyone but white, rich people, right? He's disrespected women. He's a straight-up racist and bigot. He's disrespected Muslims. He's disrespect handicapped people. But here we voted for this man to be our 45th president. We voted for this man to take office and to be commander in chief. Be the leader of the free world. So I'm, I'm lost. I'm lost. I don't know how that happens today. So now you have this president, you have the orange monster as our president, our future president. And the joke's on you because... There has been a lot of improvements in the last eight years that Barack Obama has been president. That's just the proof, the facts. Now you have this orange monster that's going to be our president. And I don't know what the hell he's going to do. I'm literally afraid of what he's going to do. Listen to me right now. If you're not white, you better be very afraid. Very afraid. And the funny thing about it, I worry least about is Mexicans. 
He ain't going to build that goddamn wall. You know why? Because he need those Mexicans to build his fucking Trump buildings. He needs the Mexicans to help maintain the grounds to his golf clubs. He's not going to get rid of Mexicans. That's a bunch of baloney. But us blacks, us Latinos, us gays, you better be very afraid. You'll be very, very fucking wary because he's going to get the boats ready and shipped our asses family by family. Family by family, we're going to go somewhere. He's going to ship our asses to some fucking country. Little by little, he will be shipping us out. So you better figure out what you're going to do. Whether you make the decision to leave on your own or you wait for this motherfucker to send us somewhere. I don't know. But be very wary of this motherfucker. I'm very worried about what he's going to do as the next commander in chief. I'm worried. I'm worried. And you know what? The people have spoken. You have selected and elected your fucking president. This is your president. He's not my president. My president is G-O-D. G-O-D is my president. So this is what you done. So you're going to have to suffer the consequences for your actions. So everybody that was tired of Barack, everybody didn't want a female president. Hey, you got what you wanted. Now you got to live with the consequences, but you got what you wanted. Right? So we don't vote for Hillary because she's so sneaky and she's a liar and she's this and that. But we vote for the man that's a sexist, a racist, a bigot, doesn't pay taxes. We vote for that man in office, but we complain about Hillary about her fucking emails. Like the whole, this whole campaign was to kill this woman and beat her down about emails. Fucking, I don't care about her emails. I don't care about her emails. Not one bit. But you know what? The next time that I apply for a job, and, and, and this is the God's honest truth. I have a master's degree, so I, I have education under my belt. The next time that I apply for a job, I'm going to apply for a job that I know is so out of my reach. That's not in my scope, not in my line of education. I have no experience in the field, but I'm going to apply for it. And when they ask me about experience, I'm going to say two words, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. So don't tell me you can't get a job. You can't get employment without experience. That's bullshit because we just elected a person for president that has not one ounce of experience in the political field. Not one ounce of fucking experience. So we got four years, four years of this shit. And I hope that you guys pray to something. I don't know what religion you practice, but I hope that you pray to someone or something 
because this man does not have good intentions for everyone. He does not have good intentions for everyone. As we have seen over the years with this man, nothing new. There's nothing new about Donald Trump. He is what he is and he has not tried to hide or subdue what he is. He is what he is and he's going to continue to be what it is. And people voted for this man knowing who he was. So you guys have to deal with the consequences. Because like I said, he's not my president. God is my president. And hopefully, just hopefully, I can only pray. I can only pray that he will get into office and try to unite the country. Because right now, we're not the United States. We're the divided states of America. So it's up to him to change this. I don't know if he's prepared to do so. I don't think he wants to do so. But I prayed on it. I let it go. And I let God figure it out. All right, y'all. Make sure you connect with me on Facebook. Tiffany Nicole. Holler at me and follow me on Twitter, our Queen Tiffany. And follow the pod at underscore midnight convos and email me at midnight convos 24 7 at gmail.com and if you miss any of our previous podcasts make sure you check them out on soundcloud and itunes do that today do that right now and leave a five-star review listen this is convo number 11 i'm done i'm good i don't have anything else to say make sure you come back next tuesday we drop a new convo every Tuesday. So come back next Tuesday and check out the new convo. So in the meantime, in between time, be good to yourself and I'm out. This is just my convo.